Hey, Rich Paramount, welcome to our podcast. We really hope this message encourages and challenges you as you walk with the Lord every day. Enjoy this message. All right, how's everyone doing? Now, give me one second here. I mean, isn't the Lord good? Man, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, the, the Lord is in this place. We just have to be aware of it tonight. All right, you may be seated. You may be seated. Man, I'm so, uh, every time I, I get to speak, um, it's such a privilege, such an honor. Um, man, aren't you grateful for your church? Are you grateful for, uh, are you grateful for your pastors? And I'm so grateful we have great pastors um, in this house. And can I get a little bit more monitor? Um, so I'm going to share something tonight that I have such um, deep conviction for. Um, and it's one of those subjects that um, it, it burns within me. I, I, it, it is something that I believe firmly without a shadow of a doubt that this is biblical, that this is essential, that this is such a gift to the body of Christ. So this is something that's for every believer um, that's here tonight. And honestly, it's, it's something that's misunderstood it's taught in a variety of ways. It's taught in ways that exclude people, that make people feel um, less than if they don't have this. That uh, it's sometimes it's taught if you don't have this, then you're not saved, and that is not true at all. It's we're, we're all saved by the grace of God, those who receive Him. And so um, we read in Scripture that the Holy Spirit gives us a variety of gifts. Right? It's for the body of Christ. It's for one another. It's for to minister to others. And this gift is for spiritual benefit. So I'm going to talk tonight about the gift of speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues. So the goal of my message is, if nothing else, I want those who have never received this gift to to receive it tonight. um, To activate it, to express it. And those who have, this has gone dormant in your life, to to reactivate it. To be a place, um, to be a reminder that this is something that we need. Can I just get a tiny bit more monitor? think so and and i'll be honest as i was putting this together i i just had um the reach youth just in mind because this is something that um man i received as as such a uh a preteen or teenager around that age and this is so essential for uh, man my walk with the lord so i've been speaking in tongues about over 20 years and i can tell you right now the the benefit um outweighs the mystery and i'll be honest there there is a mystery to it I mean, from a natural point of view, it's a little weird. It's a little strange. Am I right? It's a little strange. But for those of us who understand the spiritual benefit, it outweighs the mystery. And so there are things in in the Word of God that we just have to embrace the mystery, the mystery of God. And so the Bible says that the one who speaks in tongues speaks speaks mysteries. And so we have to be able to embrace that. And so um, I've grown up in church my whole life, so I've been around it. and I think at such a young age, I understood that this is something that was not only biblical, but essentially essential to, uh, to be regularly practiced. And so um, it builds us up, it edifies us, and we'll get into that in, in a little bit. But um, it's, it's for every believer, right? So there's some questions about speaking in tongues that I kind of want to go through as, as, I, as I speak on it, as I teach and minister on it. So there's some, some questions here. What is it? What is speaking in tongues? Why do we pray in tongues? 
do we need an interpreter? I mean, we, we've heard that. Like, isn't, isn't that in the Bible? Don't we say if someone speaks in tongue, we need an interpreter? Um, I'll go through that. Is it for everyone? You kind of answered that already, but is it for everyone? And then how do I speak in tongues? How, how does this happen? What's, what's the building blocks of this? And so let's pray, and then we'll get into this. Are you ready for it? Are you, um, all right. And so tonight, God, we thank you for your presence here. We thank you that you are among us, that you love us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you teach us. That Thank you, Lord, for your word. Lord, I pray that every person um, that hears my voice, God, that you would speak through it, that you would minister, that you would touch every heart, every life, Lord. I pray that we walk away with a, a new desire, a new passion um, to, to love you, to walk with you, Holy Spirit. Have your way in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So what is speaking in tongues? Thanks, Daisy. So the Apostle Paul talks about spiritual gifts. Um, we, ca- we get this from 1 Corinthians 12, 13, 14. In, in this, he talks about spiritual gifts. And so in chapter 12, he talks about how there are a variety of gifts that were given to the body of Christ. In chapter 13, he kind of lays a foundation for how spiritual gifts are to be used, all from a place of love, right? We, we know that 1 Corinthians 13 is the, the love chapter. Um, you know, love is patient, love is kind. And really what, what it gets down to is that every utterance, every prophetic, every spiritual activity, um, anything that we do should be from a place of love. So um, having these spiritual gifts are not for us to prop ourselves up to, to make us feel super spiritual, right? It's not, it's not for our gain. Um, the, you know, in, in the chapter, he says, if you don't have love, then that's actually meaningless. And so um, Pastor Omar says this a lot, that we're not, he's not impressed by gifting. Yeah. Do you have character? Do you have consistency? Um, and so you can have all the gifting in the world, um, but if you don't have character, if you don't have the integrity, it, it really doesn't mean anything. Um, and so then we move on to chapter 14, where we get some insight into the purpose and practice of the gifts of the Spirit. Um, including tongues and prophecy. So uh, first let's read this in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 through 12. It says, This is what the scriptures mean when they say, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. But it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit. Someone say, by his spirit. For his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. God has some secrets. No one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. Uh, I'm going to read verse 12 in the ESV. It says, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. So there's these things that that God has. God has some secrets that he wants to speak to us, right? And so we, we don't have the mind of Christ if we were just in our natural state, but because we have the spirit of God dwelling in us, well, we got the secrets of God in us. And so the Holy Spirit is the direct access to the heart of God because he is God. The Holy Spirit is God. And so imagine that, you know, we can be asking, so Lord, what is the will of God? What is your will for my life? And so he's going to speak to you by his spirit. So how, this is how the Lord speaks to us. We can hear, we hear from God primarily through his word, 
right? We, we, we must read it. Um, but we also hear him by the Spirit. And so um, I've never heard the voice of the Lord audibly. I, I really want to. That'd be, I don't know if, it'd be, if that's something I really want. But, um, you know, it's, it's the sound of many waters, the thunders. Um, we know in, when the people uh, of Israel and Moses went up the mountain, you know, that, that whole scene, if you, if you remember in Exodus. Um, but I di- uh, digress. Anyway, um, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 8. Paul is talking about the gifts the Holy Spirit gives. And so in chapter 12, verse 8, it says, For to one is given, for to one, one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same spirit who apportions each one individually as he wills. So there are these gifts. There's various types of tongues that he gives. And so... We see this in Scripture. One of, the, one of the first times we see what one type of tongue is in Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Spirit is poured out. You know, the, um, the disciples were in the upper room, and the Holy Spirit fell, and they were speaking in tongues. And the people around them, they, they came all from all over the world, the known world, and they heard their language being spoken by these people who really couldn't speak that language. But because they were speaking in tongues, there is a supernatural sound of their language being heard. And if you remember that reading the scripture, they're like, how can they speak to us? They, they don't know this language. So that's one type of tongue. It's supernatural. Um, and then there's the other type of tongue that we'll get into, which is primarily what I want to talk about tonight is our prayer language, praying in the Holy Spirit, praying in the Holy Ghost. So let's turn to 1 Corinthians 14. And so I was just trying to lay a foundation for what speaking in tongues is, the gifts of the Spirit. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 1, it says, pursue love. And earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. For one who speaks in any tongue speaks not to men, but to God. For no one understands him, but he utters mysteries in the spirit. So this tongue is our prayer language. We're not talk, it doesn't, it's not for anybody else. It's from us to God. For one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men, but to God. Okay, this is us to God. And so, um, if I'm coming to you, if I'm praying for you, if you want some encouragement, and I start speaking in tongues, one, you're going you're to be left standing there with zero understanding. You're like, what is happening? And then two, you might be left actually even more discouraged because I didn't actually give you a word or anything um, because you couldn't understand anything. Let's read on in verse three. On the other hand, the one who prophesies speaks to people for their upbuilding and encouragement and consolation. The one who speaks in a tongue builds up himself, but the one who prophesies builds up the church. Now, I want you to all speak in tongues. Okay, we got it right here. He says, I want you all to speak in tongues, but even more to prophesy. The one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in, in tongues, unless someone interprets so that the church may be built up. Okay, you got the distinction here? This is for us to pray in a tongue so we can build us up. And then there's a prophetic nature of, of uh, a demonstration of something to the church. And so one is for the church, and then one is for us. There's an importance there. So, 
Of course, anything corporately done must be for the body of Christ. So what's happening right now, I'm speaking to you. This is for, you know, your understanding. Obviously, if I was speaking in, in a language or I was speaking in tongues to you, it would really be meaningless and it'd be really confusing and it would be pointless, honestly. So this is why we must use language that we can understand, right? Um, if we go in verse, verse 4, a person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally, but one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. Okay, so there's speaking in tongues it is for us personally. We're building ourselves up. And then if there's an interpretation, which we'll get into, this is for the church. If there's a prophetic word, this is for the church. All right. So why pray in tongues? To be built up. I don't know about you, but if there's something in Scripture that said, this is how you can build yourself up, I think I want to do it. And I've heard, I heard um, one minister say, you know, if the Word of God said to climb a tree, I think we'd all be climbing trees. But we have speaking in tongues. We have praying in the Spirit. All right, let's jump down to verse 14. It says this, For if I pray in tongues, my spirit is praying. But I don't understand what I'm saying. Well then, what shall I do? I will pray in the spirit, and I will also pray in words I understand. I will sing in the spirit, and I will also sing in words I understand. So do you see what Paul did here? He, he correlated praying in tongues to praying in the spirit. So if I pray in tongues, my spirit is praying. And then in verse 15, it says, I will pray in the spirit. So he's correlating the two, that praying in tongues is praying in the spirit. And we'll see that there's other places in the scripture where it says to pray in the Holy Spirit or pray in the Spirit. And he's talking about praying in tongues. So if we go down to verse 15, it says, what am I to do? I will pray with my spirit, but I will also pray with my mind. I will, and I will sing in the Spirit with my spirit, and I will sing with my mind also. So there's, there's these two things we have to do. We have to pray in the Spirit, but then we have to pray with our understanding. Jude 20 and here's one of the scriptures that I just mentioned. But you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit. So you build yourself up in the most holy faith by praying in the Spirit. So this is important. right? If, if we want to be built up, we must pray in the Spirit. And I think we all want to be built up in some way, or some shape, or form. right? We want, to be, we want to grow spiritually, I think, right? So praying in the Spirit is key to building yourself up. Ephesians chapter 6, we, we, uh, we recognize, we're familiar with, uh, you know, the put on the armor of God, right? And so I think I, I've missed it, but if we read at the end of that, it mentions praying in the Spirit. It says this, and take, verse 17, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. Let me read it again. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. So this is important. We have to pray in the Spirit. I'll share from my personal experience. When I carve out extra time to, to pray in tongues, to pray in the Spirit, there is just something that happens within me. I'm encouraged. I have clarity. I, my faith is built up. There's just something. I can... After, after I pray in tongues, I can actually pray with my understanding, with, you know, in English, um, just, just clearer. Just, I have this, um, man, the Lord speaks to me because I spoke in tongues, because I prayed in the Spirit, because the Lord, when you pray in the Spirit, you're, you're, it's the Spirit praying through you. This is the Holy Spirit speaking directly to the Lord. 
And so this is direct access. Remember, this is direct access from the Spirit to the Lord. And so the Lord reminds me of, of people and the things I need to pray for. There's, this, there's something supernatural about it. And so while we should also pray with our thoughts, we should also pray in the Spirit. It's, it's both and, not one or the other. And so I want to encourage you, if, if you haven't been practicing that, if you've just been praying in your own language, um, there, there's an aspect of it that I feel like we're missing to our spiritual walk with the Lord. Nothing has been more helpful in my spiritual walk than praying in the Spirit, praying in tongues. You know, I feel like worship's right up there. Like, I can't discount that worship, but it's worship, praying in tongues. They, they go hand in hand together for my life. And I'll just speak from my experience. This is, this is something I feel like I can't go without. I need, I'm, I'm so grateful for the asset, really, of, of speaking in tongues and praying in the Spirit. Um, my faith grows stronger. And so, um, preparing for this message, I was, I was talking to Pastor Omar. I was talking to my dad about it, and he mentioned uh, we have a good friend, Pastor Joe Weidinger, and he has um, what he calls, what is it, 30, the 30-40? The 30-40 challenge. And so it's, he's basically, he says, you know, take for 40 days, this is, do an experiment, do, it, do the challenge. For 40 days, 30 minutes every day to speak in tongues. And you have to exclusively speak in tongues for 30 minutes straight. And you'll see by the end of the 40 days, there's something supernatural. There's something that God does in you. I mean, I, I did this actually for this last week as we're preparing. I'm like, you know, how, how is this going to be for me? I want to really carve out extra time. And I can tell you within this last week, there's just been such um, clarity. This, there's been such, um, man, when the, when the Spirit of God is, is on your life, you, the evidence of that is the fruit of the Spirit. And so I've been able to, you know, you know, love, joy, peace, kindness. There's just been, man, there's just been this extra layer of peace on my life as I've been walking within the spirit like that. So hope that makes sense. Hope this is, hope this is uh, speaking to you. Um, if we have no idea what to pray for, we pray in the spirit. I'd rather pray with the one who knows exactly what is needed in the moment than my limited understanding. Romans 8, verse 26 says, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. So there's this, I mean, honestly, there's this extra, there's this asset that we have that we have to take advantage of by the Holy Spirit. Um, So do we need an interpreter if someone speaks in tongues? The answer is yes and no. Okay, remember in 1 Corinthians 12, it talked about various kinds of tongues. And so we talked about where a tongue would allow someone to speak in another language, but also I want to make a distinction in 1 Corinthians 14. If you read the chapter, you'll find there is a distinction between personal edification and building up oneself and edifying the church. So we kind of went through that a little bit already. So verse 4 again. The one who speaks in a tongue builds up himself, but the one who prophesies builds up the church. Now, I want you to all speak in tongues, but even more, to prophesy. The one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues unless someone interprets so that the church may be built up. Okay, so as we're, again, as we're in church, as someone is ministering and someone's speaking to you, if I just go out and speak in tongues, it would be meaningless unless someone were to have an interpretation. But there is a difference between 
someone coming to the altar or you in your seat praying to God, there, there is no corporate um, context for that. Unless, of course, there, there have been moments where the, someone with that gift, as, you know, as things kind of quiet down, and they would lift up a tongue. Now, that's actually corporate. That's speaking to all of us, and therefore we would need an interpretation there. Otherwise, man, you can speak to the Lord by yourself, on your own, sitting in your seat, coming to the altar while worship is happening. No one hears you, so there's no need for an interpretation to happen, unless it's in the context of the corporate body. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? So I hope I bring some clarity. Like, do I really, is, is this okay? Do I speak in tongues? Well, biblically speaking, in, in the context of what we're reading here, it has to be for the corporate body, or it's for us personally. So if it's just you and by yourself, somewhere in the room, while church is happening, you're okay. Okay, you're okay? Yeah, you're right. All right, let's uh, jump down to verse 16. Otherwise, if you give thanks with your spirit, how can anyone in the position of an outsider say amen to your thanksgiving when it does not know what you are saying? For you may be giving thanks well enough, but the other person is not being built up. I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. A little, a little boasting here. Nevertheless, in church, I would rather speak five words with my mind in order to instruct others than 10,000 words in a tongue. So you see that in the context of a church service of a meeting, there is no point to speak in tongues to, to, the, you know, to the people of God. So it's better to speak you know, five words, Paul is saying here. So um, he goes to say that if someone is speaking in tongues corporately, speak to the church. Let someone interpret so that the church can understand what the Lord is speaking. Um, and then if we read the rest of chapter 14 in context, he, it's really about the order of what a church service. So the and the Corinthian church had this reputation of just chaos. They wanted the manifestation of the Spirit. They wanted God to move. And so people were just all over the place speaking over each other at the same time. And then he goes, hey, just have one at a time speak. So this way the church body can receive it. Otherwise, it's chaotic. And so that's why he's bringing order to, to the church. So is it for everyone? Is this for everyone? I will emphatically say, yes, it is for everyone. Absolutely. This is something that's available for every believer. And I'm going to bring it down to, I, I, like, I like how when we can, we can have something in the New Testament, but there's actually context for the Old Testament. This means that it was always planned for us. So this is not some new idea that was brought in the New Testament. It was in the Old Testament as well. That means God had it planned, all right? So Acts chapter 2, um, after the Holy Spirit falls, Peter is giving this sermon, and he's quoting the Old Testament. He's going to quote Joel, the prophet Joel. In verse 15, it says, um, after, you know, in their response to people speaking in tongues, he's saying, these people are not drunk, as some of you are assuming. Nine o'clock in the morning is much too early for that. Know what you see was predicted long ago by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit, even on my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. All right, so we got this, this prophetic utterance from Joel saying in the last days God's going to pour out his spirit. All right, verse 32 says, God raised Jesus from the dead, and we are all witnesses of this. Now he is exalted in the place of highest honor in heaven at God's right hand, and the Father, as he had promised, gave, hold, gave him the Holy Spirit to pour out upon us just as you see and hear today. So there is evidence of this outpouring of the Holy Spirit, what you see and what you hear. 
Verse 38, it says, Peter replied, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is to you, to your children, and to those far away, all who have been called by their Lord, but the Lord our God. So is the Holy Spirit and the gift of speaking in tongues and the gift, the spiritual gift for you? Yes. Are you among those who are far away and have been called by the Lord our God? Yes. So this applies to you. We're, we're, un, we're among that group. So this promise, this pouring out of the Holy Spirit, is for us to receive as believers. So it's available for every believer. Okay. So what you see in here, this is what we're promised. This is the prayer language that's for you. So some of you... Um, just begin. Those, those who haven't um, really practiced it, just begin to practice it. So my last question, how do I speak in tongues? What, what does this look like? How, does, how is this experience? What, you know, there's, there's, I, I think that's one of the biggest questions for those who want to receive this. And so we have a few examples in Scripture. Um, one of my favorite is found in Acts 19. It says, while... While Apollos was in Corinth, and we're going to have the team come up, Paul traveled through the interior regions until he reached Ephesus on the coast, where he found several believers. He said, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? He asked them. No, they replied. We haven't even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Then what baptism did you experience? He asked. And they replied, the baptism of John. Paul said John's baptism called for the repentance from sin, but John himself told the people to believe in the one who would come later, meaning Jesus. As soon as they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then when Paul laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them and they, they, they spoke in other tongues and prophesied. They were about 12 men in all. And so the evidence of the Holy Spirit, someone being filled with the Holy Spirit, there's you're speaking in tongues, you're prophesying. Okay, so this, this, I love this because it's like there are two separate experiences, but then at the same time in, in Scripture, there, it's at the same time of salvation and being filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, the other uh, instance is Acts 10, when Peter, if you're familiar, Peter had a vision on the roof, and he said, go with this man that has come to your door, go with him, preach the gospel. Um, and as he was sharing the gospel, suddenly... The Holy Spirit fell on them, and they began in speaking in tongues. In the middle of his message, they all were filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. And they just marveled, like, really, the Gentiles too? They can be filled with the Holy Spirit? God, God's pouring out the Spirit, really? So I, I love how there's no formula with the Lord uh, with this. He does what he wants. Um, I was at Pastor Carly, Robin Carly's the other day, and I was sharing just my story of, of my experience of being filled with the Holy Spirit. And um, it was actually down at the Madison building. Um, I was 11 or 12. And uh, the person ministering that night, he speaking a message similar to this about being filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, the gift, this is for you. And so, you know, being, uh, being intrigued by this and, and being familiar with it. I'm like, hey, okay, this is, this is it. This, you know, it might have been my first time ever just responding to an altar call like that, and um, and we're gonna we're gonna have an altar call for that in just a moment. But I went up, and you know, just what, not knowing what. Okay, how does this how does this happen? And you know, said you know, close your eyes, lift your hands, just ask the Lord, Holy Spirit, fill me, Holy Spirit, come fill me. And so it was it was simply that. And I remember there was someone to to my right, 
and you know he was he was up there as well and i can hear that you know he he was actually like uttering something he was just trying to say something and it sounded like this he was just like la la so he was opening his mouth he was saying he was doing something he was like la and i thought okay that means i have to open up my mouth and and just do something and it was in, around that time that i just felt just the presence of god just right here in my belly right here in my chest and it felt like something needed to be released and so i just opened up my mouth and all of a sudden there was this flow coming out and I didn't want to stop and I just kept going and going. There's just this active flow that happened. And so it's in that moment that I realized that, you know, the Lord is not going to speak for you. The Lord is not going to open up your mouth and just, bam, I got it. And so what people, what people tend to do, what some tend to do that just, it's frustrating because it's as if you're just closed off and you're just tense like that, obviously nothing's going to happen. Just respond to the Lord. Be sim- simply say, Lord, thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And you ask the Lord. And then you have to have some faith. Activate some faith. I, that's, that's as best as I can encourage you. Open up your mouth and, and just let it, let it flow. And that's like, as mysterious as that is, and it is mysterious, that's exactly, other, I've, I've talked with others, that's their experience too. And you just ask the Lord, hey, Lord, come and fill me. And if, you've, if you come up to altar calls like this and nothing has happened, come up again okay this gift is available to every believer it was it will change your prayer life and so um which is weird some people might get be weirded out what if i don't get the holy spirit what if it's something else what if i get a demon i i don't know i don't know how you come to that conclusion um but I guess, maybe, I guess I understand where you're coming from. Well, I love that the Lord um, kind of addresses that in Luke 11, verse 10. He says, for everyone, who, for everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. You fathers, if your children ask for a fish, do you give them a snake instead? Or if they ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So the Lord is looking, the Lord is looking to give the Holy Spirit. Okay, this is something that's available. This is something he longs, he just wants you to ask. Just ask the Lord, come. So right now, without even thinking, quickly, if this is you, you're like, hey, I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I want this gift. I want you to make your way down here to the front. Yes, stand up. Just come make your way to the front. I'm going to have our our, our leaders, our pastoral uh, team come and pray with us. If the worship team can can get going, come to the front. We're going to pray together. Come on. Come on, Reach Youths. I know you're out there. Reach Youths. Just say, Lord, Holy Spirit, fill me. Holy Spirit, fill me. Lord, we make this place an atmosphere of worship. We make this place a place for you to move. Come, Holy Spirit. We know that your word says that you will fill us those who ask. Come, Lord, come. Come on, put your mind on him. If you're out there, why don't you pray? Stretch your hands forward. Why don't you pray with these who are up here? Come, Holy Spirit.
Thanks so much for listening to this message from Reach Church Paramount. To stay connected with us, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Reach Paramount. To give and support this podcast and ministry, visit our website at reachparamount.com slash give.